Hey, this is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to look at Luke chapter 11, 14 through 28. It says this, One day Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak, and when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed, but some of them said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others, trying to test Jesus, demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, and so he said, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I'm empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I'm empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you've said. But... If I'm casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man like Satan is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons and carries off his belongings. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. And so it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. And as he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came and the breast that nursed you. And Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. This little encounter of Jesus um, is an encounter that deals with where Jesus gets his power and authority. Jesus yet again set someone free from demonic oppression. And often demonic oppression Uh, would impact physical ailments. So many of the healings that took place uh, that we find recorded in the book of Luke are tied to demonic oppression. And so it's not always a physical, um, doesn't find its root in a physical ailment. Sometimes it's a spiritual ailment. And so here Jesus sets uh, this man free from this demonic oppression and he's able to speak again. And so the crowd watching Jesus, uh, they think they know where Jesus gets the power he has to do what he does. And so they say, Jesus is empowered by demonic forces. He's empowered by Satan. Uh, often other translations say Beelzebub or Beelzebul. Uh, and that's just basically a way of referring to the evil one without giving, um, evil in name, but uh, this translation speaks of Satan. And so they're saying, listen, you know, you're in league with Satan. You've got evil forces and powers at work. That's how you can set people free from demons. You're doing it with evil motivations. You're in league with the devil. And Jesus makes it clear. He says, listen, that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't, you know, set people free from demonic oppression, from uh, the power of demons, and I don't set people free from incantations or dark magic or sorcery. Uh, My power, my authority comes by the power of God. And when you see someone set free from demonic oppression by the power of God in and through me, you know that God's kingship, his kingdom, his rule, his reign, his very presence is there among you to set people free. So Jesus says, listen, I'm the one with power and authority greater than the enemy, and I defeat the enemy. 
and I free those enslaved. And then he says, listen, uh, but you're opposing me. You folks are opposing me. And because you're opposing me and my work, um, what you're doing is you're actually inviting even more evil back into your community. You're inviting evil back in even greater numbers because you're opposing me. You're opposing me, the king. Uh, in Jesus, God became king and his kingdom had come. And so uh, Jesus is pointing out uh, that they are opposing um, the kingship of God. And that's introducing or inviting even more evil. And as he's speaking and, and proclaiming that his power comes from God and his authority comes from God, therefore he's got more power than the demonic forces and evil, uh, a woman uh, just encourages Jesus by uh, affirming his mom. And that was a common way of speaking kind uh, to someone, kind of an indirect way to encourage someone and just saying, you know, God bless your mom for giving birth to you because I'm just so amazed by your teaching, and she's encouraging, she's affirming Jesus, she's blown away, she's moved, and Jesus replies, though, he says, no, 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 even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Here's the thing, sometimes um, when we encounter Jesus, or we encounter scripture, or we hear something of God's word being spoken, or we are challenged by God's word, it can be easy to make it all about entertainment. One of my largest fears when it comes to the church, uh, a local church setting, and I'm a pastor, and so I have this um, phenomenal uh, opportunity, this humble opportunity to share God's word um, regularly with a group of people I love and wrestle with that and uh, to speak about God's word. One of my greatest fears is that engaging God's word, whether it be a devotional like this, a Sunday morning or whatever, a sermon, personal devotional readings, hearing a speaker, experiencing something with God, experiencing a moment, uh, worshiping God, that we can turn that activity into a religious good or service that tickles our ears and is great entertainment and it moves us and we like it and it feels good and we're challenged. And so what do we do? We applaud. That's what this woman's doing. She's applauding. And Jesus says, listen, when you encounter God's word, it's not about applause primarily. If you're going to applaud anyone, applaud God. But even more so, it's about being active. It's about working it out. It's about obedience. Jesus says, listen, you're even more blessed, not, not by applauding my word, not by applauding my deeds, not by applauding um, the good news and truth you're encountering, but by acting on it. You're blessed when you obey and so one of the things we've tried to do throughout these devotions each day is we've asked two questions. What is God saying to you? I mean, that is a fundamental, important question. As a follower of Jesus, as a disciple, an apprentice of Jesus, we must learn to understand and know what God is saying to us. 
whether it's reading his word, someone speaking to us, and we sense God speaking to us that way, speaking to us in prayer, in silence, in all the different ways God speaks to us. What is God saying to us? And then the next question is, what are we going to do about it? It's great when we get this new insight and we get challenged and we hear something, but if we don't make the move, if we don't act on it, then we're just applauding. And Jesus says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and then put it into practice. And so today, know that Jesus is the divine son of God. He's the king. The king has come. He has all power, all authority. He pushes back evil. And aligning with him and becoming kingdom citizens with him means we hear his word, we hear his teaching, we see his life, and we respond through obedience. And so what is God calling you to do today? What act of obedience are you sensing that you're uh, being challenged to engage in? Is there something that's been lingering, uh, hanging over your head a little bit, uh, in a good way, an invitation from God to join him? It might be an act of generosity. It might be an act of hospitality. It might be an act of forgiveness. It might be an act of showing kindness. But you sense God speaking to you, maybe to have that person over, maybe to, uh, to show some love to someone who's, typically uh, someone that seems unlovable. I don't know what it is for you, but what is God saying to you? And then what will you do about it? Because blessed are you who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Get in on the adventure and experience the blessing. Let's pray. God, we thank you and praise you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And so light up our path, light up our life today tonight, whenever we're listening to this. God, lead us, guide us. And then, God, give us the courage, fill us with your spirit to act on it, to live it out, to follow your nudge, your prompting, and to uh, to obey. And so, uh, God, as we obey, may we experience you and know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great one.